come to Kingdom Life Embassy. Praise the Lord. Greet somebody this morning. Let them know that God loves them. Let them know this morning. Let them know. Say, God loves you. Give them a hug and say, this is a touch from your father. He wants you to know this morning that he loves you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being in service. Everybody online, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Let me get into my message. I know you got some announcements somewhere, Brian and the team. We're good. We'll just flow. Praise the Lord. Give me the prayer grid, please. Two key things about the prayer grid. We're in a season of teaching on prayer. And here's the problem with this generation. You invite the presence of God, and when He comes, you don't know what to do. You can't be praying and God not responding. How do you handle the holy things? How do you handle the presence of God? This generation says, Ah, prayer, our Father, come. Let your kingdom come. Now He comes. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Have a look at the first portion of your prayer grid. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Relationship first. Because the person of Jesus provides for your peace. That's why you stay in His presence. In this place, healing took place this morning. Because why do you pray the Our Father? The first portion of your prayer is to invite His presence to give you His peace. So He orders your body, whatever negative report of the doctor, whatever's dealing with your bank accounts, whatever's happening with your court cases, your house is in turmoil. I can have peace in the middle of a storm. Peace be still this morning. So when you entertain His presence, the first portion of your prayer, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, I stay there a while because I'm getting used to His presence. I worship and adore Him. I praise and exalt Him. And when He walks into the room, ride the wave. You don't need to hear me preach. You need His presence. Because when the glory of the Lord shows up, people get delivered and set free. Amen. It's a good thing. Amen. You ask for His kingdom to come and His glory to be seen. So here we go. And so God does it. So you've got to learn how to entertain His presence. You've got to learn how to stay in the place, keep peace, and in, you know, just get healed, get delivered and set free. And so the next portion of it is the rules of engagement. Now you have to do all your issues in the earth. That's the rules of engagement. So first, relationship. Second is rules. Because the first portion, the person of Jesus provides for your peace. The principles of His kingdom provides for your prosperity. See? It's very simple, powerful. The Our Father. So any issue in the earth, the kingdom has got a solution that brings an answer to my situation. That's why I pray Thy kingdom come and Thy will be done. So this morning, the title of my sermon is My Void, God's Voice. Mm. James 1 and 17. Or God's voice and my void, whichever way you want to put it. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes from down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. So when you stay in His presence, you must reap every benefit. The Bible, Psalms 103 says, forget not all His benefits, who heals all your diseases, cleanses all your iniquities, and redeems your life from destruction. How did you redeem somebody's life from destruction? So, when you get into a place of prayer, I want you to please write this down. It's really important. You need to understand that prayer is communication. That's how simple it is. And communication is not complete until, number one, you understood what I said and can communicate it back to me. If I've asked you for something, number one, you need to understand what my request is. Number two, you need to give me what I'm asking for. I mean, you've not figured that out in your marriage yet? It's communication. That's all you're doing with God, right? You've built a relationship. You know He's your Father. You're the righteousness of God. You come into His presence. And then He goes and He gives you. You're asking for certain things. Be healing in your body. 
He made you. He knows how to heal you. There's not one person walked out of Jesus' presence without their complete healing. Come on, when He heals, He heals completely. When people look at me, they say, I'm sh- are you sure you had Bell's palsy? says, because when He heals, He heals completely. So when you're asking your father for anything, he's going to give it to you. If you need, it's amazing that you need to be specific because there was a blind man that when you walked past him, you knew he was blind. And yet when Jesus saw him, he says, what can I do for you? I want to see. So why don't you tell the Lord what it is? So, if you want to destroy a marriage, the beginning of the destruction of a marriage is no communication or miscommunication. It's a war tactic. The enemy knows it. In the war, the enemy's first target is any kind of comms that goes to the headquarters. Because once communication is destroyed, they can isolate the people and they can destroy them. Even though they see the enemy coming, they can't do anything about it even to call for help. Because it's a war tactic to destroy communication. How is it that you being born again, a child of God, made for communication with your Father in heaven? You're not hearing Him and you're not sure if He hears you. I want to say this to any marriage. Strife is a blessing blocker and a communication stopper. Lot and Abraham walking together. Strife in the camp. God is silent. When strife left, Abraham says, I'm not, I can't handle not hearing God. I can handle being without you here, but I can't handle not hearing God. You must go because you bring the strife. He says, you take left. I don't care if you take left or right. Whichever way you go, I'm going in the opposite direction because I need to hear the voice of God. And the Bible says when strife left, God says, now lift up your eyes and as far as your eye can see, I've given it to you. Because God keeps silent in places of strife. Let's deal with communication. So why am I looking at my phone? Well, because I can communication is the act of imparting conferring or delivering from one to another as the communication of knowledge opinions or facts that's what you're doing with your father in heaven I love this one a definition of communication intercourse by words the angel appears to Mary how can it be I've never slept with a man we can have intercourse by words. If you receive my word, the Holy Spirit will come and make it work in you. <laughs> you mean when you get into the presence of God, your intimacy is that you're not just sitting and saying, well, you know, I felt the presence of the Lord. No. Intimacy with God. God is known by the word. He's, he calls himself the word. Because all God ever does is speak. He loves speaking so much, he calls himself the word. For in the beginning was the, the word. So did you get the word from the Lord when you prayed? Because that's all he's giving you. Because once God has spoken, this is the void you are looking, that you have in your heart. Men and women, people fill that void with all kinds of things. New cars, drives off the showroom floor. He starts looking because another car with a different, a better engine drives past. He now wants that one also. But you're sitting in a new car. You just got your new iPhone. Now there's an upgrade. Now you want the new one. What are you looking to do? You have a void inside of you. And you're trying to fill it with things. And the only way you're going to fill that void is by the voice of God. You're looking for the voice of God. So, the problem with most people and why they're not hearing God is in Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. 
Revelation 4 verse 1. Um, did, you, did you know that rainbow 90, is it 94 points, what, the, what are they? That number. Do you know that they're actually, they, they're sending out this music, this communication. Why can't you hear it now? Oh, you figured it. You're not tuned in. Have a look at Revelations 4 verse 1. After these things I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Tune in here. Come up here. And I will show you the things which must take place after this. The problem why most people are not, the void remains, is because they're not tuned in. Because God's he's speaking all the time. He's got a frequency. And that's why the worship this morning, I'm like, God, speak. Whatever you need to do in this place, He says, I'm healing. I'm delivering people. I'm setting people free. I say, you do what you need to do. I mean, this is His church, right? And is He welcome in this place? I mean, why would you pray if you're not going to expect Him to communicate back with you? It's the most glorious thing. The creator of the universe every good and perfect gift comes from your father he gives you the ability and the grace to hear him he's speaking to you all the time and what does the enemy do he stands between you and God and makes a noise so now God doesn't speak to everybody only special people the devil is a liar God's no respecter of persons whoever works the system gets the results Acts chapter 10 verse 32 lets you know that Peter says I perceive that God has got no favorites. I heard that Pastor Brian's my favorite. Why, why do you think so? Because honestly, he is. Why? Why? Because Brian walked into my house 17 and a half years ago and he's never left me. Let me say this to everybody. No pastor's got favorites. No favorites. You show me somebody who's willing to serve, faithfully, stay, build, and establish. Who else do I communicate with? Somebody who's unfaithful and giving my secrets. I don't ever do it. Ronaldo calls me up. He says, I need, Dad, I need to speak to you about some stuff. He's been faithful in this house for many, many years. My communication with him is solid. He takes me for breakfast. We're sitting down. We deal with business. We build things. We establish things. Why? Because he needs to hear the wisdom of God and I'm with him. Because he's been faithful. I give my voice to the faithful. Now, if you are faithful, won't God do the same? He told Cain that. Cain ends up killing Abel. He says to Cain, he says, look what your brother has done. If you don't do, if you do what he does, won't I also do for you? There's no favorites in the kingdom. Anybody who works the system gets the results. So get rid of the deception. In every season, Brian was here and in the midst of, of the rebuke and in the midst of me, I, I rebuked him and it was someone else's fault. He, he walked away and said, what's my fault? I, like, I just rebuked you anyway. He took it. But anytime God's voice becomes faint in your life, you've got to be so careful. I don't want to move outside of his presence because I need to hear him communicate with me. I need to hear what he's got to say. I get doctor's reports. The doctor's got all these reports and tell me what to do. And Neurologists are giving reports. Thursday night, I go into my father's presence. And he says to me now, between me and you, what do you want to do? Now, whose report, whose voice are you going to believe? I said yours Lord he says listen to me son you can come home and all's good but if you want to live you're gonna have to listen to my voice now because there's a a break in communication between me and you and you've allowed the devil to come in there with words and you said stuff you shouldn't have said now just back off and repent and I can heal you. And God did. Eve ended up in the mess she did because of deception. She heard a voice. The wrong voice. 
Who's speaking to you? Whose voice is the loudest? And I'm telling you now, it might not be your person. It can be your body. You know, my body was communicating so terribly with me. Because if you looked at me, my daughter's got photos I'm not allowed to even see. I'd walk into my bathroom. The Holy Spirit says to me from the first day, He says, do not look into the mirror. I'd brush my teeth looking down. I'll do whatever I can do with my hair. Look at my wife. How am I looking? You're looking good, honey. I said, you better say that. That's it. Because your, my face was communicating there's something not right with you. Did you know that your bills communicate? They can scream, eh? When you wake up in the morning, what is the loudest voice? <laughs> Who's speaking to you? Where's the communication? Who's giving you words and is intimate with you? There is a God-shaped hole longing in the human heart for something outside of itself. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, please. There's something inside of you that you're looking for that even if you buy that house, you're still not going to be satisfied. You can press all you want with all the, your strength, with everything. That you, you can get that job. You can get that car. You can get even that girl. But there's a longing inside of every one of us. It's a God-shaped vacuum. That until God's voice speaks to that, it was made only for God. And there's, there's nothing that you can put in there that will satisfy you. Nothing. You can't tell me about money, man. You can't tell me about having money and building business. You kings, you can't tell me that. I come from it. I wasn't a priest starting off. I with, with all my heart was convinced I was supposed to be a financier. God spoke to me as a king. His voice came to me as a king. Just an ordinary born again believer knowing that I think, I, I really believe I'll be a kingdom financier. Everybody had their business cards at Bible college and they asked me, what are you going to do? I said, I think I'm going to just be funding the, the kingdom. I like making money. I enjoy it. I, I love building strategies. I was called to do that. Don't come and tell me you can't hear the voice of God. Don't tell me you can't have a relationship with God. I heard God as a king. Oh, pastors only hear the voice of God. The devil is a liar. I've come with a message from God to let you know you've been deceived to, to think that I, it's only preachers. Now you must run to a prophet because he's got a word. We all developed in our relationship with God, man. We all got to hear the voice of God. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. When God is speaking to you and he gives you a word, it's concerning eternity. Not your job and ordinary things on the ground. The world can give you that stuff. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. So when God gives you a, a work to do, you don't know what the end looks like. He doesn't give you the, from start to finish. You've got to walk with him every single day. That's the reason why man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and 4. So the word of God becomes the standard that you live by and why you receive the word because your mind must be renewed according to God's word to get the logos right. Because the voices are speaking and some of the voices you're hearing are critical and judgmental and fearful and anxious and how can you not know that that's not God how can you tell that devil to get the hell out of your house and out of your mind how can you accept any voice that just comes this must be God God will never condemn you there's no condemnation in Christ now if your mind's not renewed you'll accept that as God 
That's why you study His Word. Please write this down. All religion is based on the innate desire to connect with God. This desire can only be fulfilled by God and therefore can be likened to a God-shaped hole. John 7, 37. Now the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being, out of his heart, from the innermost being of who you are, will flow rivers of living water. That belly, that innermost, the word innermost being is the Greek word kalios, meaning whole or empty place. It's an empty place in every human being. That void inside of you. You are looking for life and His voice to speak to you. Once God has spoken, it's over for me. I go to bed. Once I heard God and God said, this is what we're doing. I called my wife. I said, my wife, we're going to do it. Let, let me show you something quickly. Hmm. Have a look at these four things quickly. You must write them down. I'm trying to help somebody just build your relationship with God quickly. And so you can know four steps in filling the void. Four key steps. You want to fill that void? You want to fill that hole? Four key steps. Number one, meditating on the word. Joshua 1.8, he told Joshua, he said, you need to meditate on the word day and night. You want to have good success? That hole. You can't, put the, you can't put the iPad in there. You can't put the, a new Mac in there. You can't buy a new car and put it in there. You can't move house in there. You can't get another relationship and put it in there. You can't find another job and put it in there. You can't move to Australia and put it in there. Only God in there. It's a God-shaped vacuum. Everybody say God only. That you will never, you can search your whole life. I've searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. I'm letting you know. I come from the place where I went to the race course. I know some of you are preparing for the Durban July. I'm letting you know it can't fill that void. I was there. I know some of you are trying to play the lotto and put money in there. It's not going to work in there. You look, you got a hole in your heart. And that's why when people say to you, where are you going to Wednesday night? You say, I'm going to go and fill the hole that's in my heart. Because only the world can fill this thing only my who can satisfy my soul like you you need to know only the word of God because that thing was designed by God that only his word and only his voice is gonna make it right you're looking for a lover you know it's cold I'm letting you I got a hot word for you get the word of God in you You are deceived. I come from alcohol. I come from nightclubbing. I come from messing around. And when you're done, you get up there and you say, it's still empty. And the contract comes in and it's still empty. Oh, I want the house. I want the house. And then the the couple is sitting in there and that house, it's full, but it's empty. But you want the house. Listen to me, King. You put God here first. That's why relationship first. When the word is filled in my heart and God has spoken to my heart, wherever you go when, in, in the natural, you will find victory all, all the way. Before I move off here, I got lots to preach. Just take the four. Meditating on the word is number one. Number two is practicing the word. Be a doer of the word. The most miserable Christians are people that have heard and never done. God spoke to you, you're not doing it. Not, not even spoke to you. Let's not even go to speaking. We're dealing with the normal logos. The God don't have to speak to you to say to love people. I need a word from the Lord to love you. No, it's in the Bible. 
I might not like you, but I do love you. Look, don't, don't look left, look to look here. There are certain people I really don't like. No, there's people that you don't like. But you must love them. I mean, how much like do you have for somebody that's raping our children? Get out of here, man. But I don't have to hate on you. I must love you. How many know that God loves everybody? Does He like everybody? Oh, you're not sure? You can walk into that office tomorrow and say, you know what, actually I don't like you, but I do love you. Boss. No, don't say that. You're going to get fired. You must practice the Word of God. The Word of God's your standard. This is the, the value system. I don't have to know deep stuff from God. I can just know. I know even sowing and reaping. It's what we do. I don't need a deep word from, the, from God to go to church. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. Jesus is coming back. You must be in the church somewhere. The Bible says you must forgive. The Bible says you must honor. Whether you like it or not, it's, there's certain stuff that God, just practice the word. So number one is that I meditate on the word because it's filling this heart and then the joy of my heart is when I do it. Here's the powerful thing on the third one. Is to value the word. It means give the word first place. Why am I doing that? Because of number four. To obey the voice of the Holy Spirit immediately. Because the idea about you being in the kingdom of God is to trust and obey. For there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus. I find the most miserable Christians. You know how terrible it is. You know, when I sinned, now don't look at me because you did as well. You weren't saved. The truth is that I enjoyed it. Of course, until the next morning when you got the blue eye or you ended up in the hospital and they're stitching you because you drank too much in the club. Oh, you don't want to hear that part of me. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Around my friends, we had a great time at the time. You, you know, you come here with your Christian face into church, eh? Like you had no past. Jesus will help you. Yeah, speak the truth, man. Speak the truth. The children think that that's the reason why the children want to be around religion because you fake it until you make it. Tell the children the truth about what you did, man. And repent of it as well while you're at it. Now I'm even off what I wanted to say. Uh, it wasn't maybe important. Fine, that's okay. Jesus will help us. The thing about honor becomes an important part because if the word of God's my standard, then the voice of God becomes the place that I always honor God. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. I tell the people, as a king, seeking God's face and hearing his, his voice was my number one priority. I'm in business. I want to prosper, right? And I want God to speak to me. Hearing his voice, I mean, people come to visit at home, right? I'm training my spirit to hear the voice of God. And so they, they, they're about to leave and the Holy Spirit says, you know that 2,000 in your jacket over there? Go and give it to them. So when, when the Lord speaks to me, I almost sit like a blank and my eyes go like, and my wife says, what's wrong? Let me just obey the voice. I'll deal with my stuff at home afterwards. The people about to leave, I say, just give me two minutes, go, I fetch the money and I go and I sow it. Now look, I've used a little bit more wisdom to ask my wife, 
you know, sometimes. But there are things that God would ask me to do that I would just say to my wife, I'm letting you know that I'm doing this. But you, if, if you trust me that I do hear God's voice, I promise you, God will take us places. And when we started, because there was no trust in our relationship, and even with God, sometimes I missed it, it didn't matter. I sold it or, uh, you know, pastor's wife walks into my house. Oh, I like that couch. I say, you can have it. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But God was dealing with the greed in our hearts and the things we were hoarding and the way we were living and not living for other people. And the Holy Spirit would come and tell me to let go of stuff. Because if your name is Zacchaeus and you've been robbing people, when Zacchaeus got born again, when he had an encounter, he said, I'll make right with everybody and restore fourfold with anybody that I messed up with. Are you with me? Something must happen in the heart of a believer when you get born again. Because the Holy Spirit, that's His place. That void inside of you is placed for the Word of God and the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit of God can speak to you and open your eyes and show you what is wrong and show you what to do and which way to go. And you've got the right to shut your heart. So I'm not listening to you. And what happens? The voice of God becomes fainter and fainter in your life. Think about how when you just got born again, how loud that voice was. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that you've tuned out. I don't want to hear this anymore. God's always speaking. And I'm telling you, He's going to come to the very place that you hold in your heart that is taking precedence over His presence. I received... Let me give you the scripture. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. This is honor for honor. That's why you don't teach, you must teach your children to honor you, God's word and his presence. How else would God speak to you? If you're never going to honor him. I want God to speak to me, then honor him. I want God to hear God's voice. Then honor Him. If God gives you instruction now, now, then you must do it. And sometimes it's a text message. And sometimes it's a coat. And sometimes it's forgiveness. And sometimes it's just praise and worship. And sometimes it's a seed. And sometimes it's close that computer. Will you obey His voice? I tell you why people never fulfill the will of God in His kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. For the will of God to be done in the earth, His kingdom must first come. For His kingdom to come, you need to go to relationship. Because in the relationship, hallowed be thy name means honor your name. I'm here to honor the king and advance His kingdom. So if I want to hear His voice, the number one thing is that I need to create a room for honor. Because it's honor for honor. When I honor God, God honors me. It's not just praying. That's the reason why religion makes it so easy for you, doesn't it? You don't have to think about what you're doing right now. Because I tell you what, God's going to answer your prayer tomorrow morning and you're going to get the breakthrough in your, in, in your account. Just come and just dance three times here, light seven candles and you're going to be okay. And people don't know it's What's going on in people's hearts is what God promotes and honors people with. Because all honor flows from the heart. And anytime you, th- you think you're withholding your stuff because the church and you're offended, God says, keep it. Keep it. Because it must flow from a place of love between me and you. Now ask yourself if that's where your heart is. Have a look at this one. This is a really important one. The rest of the stuff I'll bring and put on podcasts and help you there. Hmm. We've got to jump. Give me Chronicles. I gave you a scripture for Chronicles. I don't know why I have to be speaking to the kings today. You understand kings and priests? The priests, we are both kings and priests. All of us. But your primary role is not here in ministry and starting a church and and pastoring every single week. 
That's not your primary role. There are about 5% that are called into the ministry, 5, 5%. The rest are kings. You've got business, you've got education, you've got your training, you're doing whatever you're doing in the world. You're a king. So your first duty in, you, in, in praying before the Lord deals with your priestly duty in your prayer. But then you're calling for the king's command in the earth to manage resources and to build things for the kingdom of God. And I'm letting you know today that God will never give you a future that makes him unnecessary in your life. That's why he gives you both king and priest. That's why I'm a king in my business and I can do what I can do, but I know how to fall on my face in the presence of God because I'm a priest. And if you disconnect the two, you will find the most miserable people because all they're looking is for things, but they don't know the God of the things. And anytime a king runs out and they've got no relationship with the king, then they have to come to us and run after prophets, so money and beg. And then why don't you ask God yourself? If you've developed a relationship with God, you should be able to call on him, not only in the morning, but in your boardroom. And say, Lord, I need to speak in this boardroom. If you, that was King David, that's the relationship he had with the, with the father. Have a look at this, it's really important. Kings, hear me today. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was how old? Young ones? Do not kid yourself. Don't wait until you're 75 to want to hear the voice of God. Made all your mistakes. Who was 16 years old and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Don't you lie to your children and tell them you can't hear the voice of God, man. Let them know, get in, give into the presence of God. God will speak to them. Ask Samuel. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehaliah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right. He's a king, right? He's a king, right? In the Old Testament, God made sure that kings and priests are separate. You could not just go into the presence of God. God had assigned the Levites and made sure that the priests were in place so that they could inquire from the Lord. The powerful thing about a New Testament believer is that you are both a king and a priest. That while I'm in business, I can hear the Holy Ghost inside of me. Are you hearing me? That's a privilege. And why do you come to a church? What's, what's the need? To be trained. So that you can connect yourself to the vision of the house. So that you, can, that you can receive the priestly blessing. It's God's design. I was a king. Uh, look, I still am. There's a thing that God is doing that I, I do both business and I'm in ministry as well. But my focus is here to get you the word so that you can understand what God wants done. And part of my, my gifting is to receive vision and strategy. That's what I do. I'm made up that way as a priest in the house of God. But you now need to, as a king, stay attached to the house of God for your safety, for your protection. So, because if God gives you 10 million right now for some kings, they don't even know what to do with it. Except bring themselves, you know, and take a flight and buy new cars and add it. You can, you can only sleep in one bed at a time, right? Here's the king. This must be your testimony. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. Watch. Zechariah's got understanding in the visions of God. He's got all the provisions from God because God gives vision to one, provision to the other. The kings hold the provision Mainly, that's your work. You don't spend six hours in prayer studying the word. I do that. And in studio and developing and training people and putting out. I do that. Yours is to build your business. That was God's design. So this king, he sought God. What's he seeking? He's a king, but he's seeking God for the visions. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. Please read with me. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. 
As long as everything is connected to the vision and knowing what God wants done in the house of God, your life will prosper. God will take care of your house. But if you disconnect yourself from this house, why should God take care of your house? Let me tell you why you won't. Because you'll drink yourself drunk and you'll go back to your old lifestyle. The reason why God blesses you is because of purpose, because there is a house you are connected to. And as long as you are seeking the God in the house and the vision, God will make sure your business prospers. That's why our Father who art in heaven who holds the vision for what He wants done, now let your kingdom come here and let me prosper and I will use the prosperity to make sure your kingdom is extended in the earth. That's simple. Now he went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabna, and the wall of Ashdod. And he built cities around Ashdod among the Philistines. God helped him. That's going to be your testimony in the season. God's going to help you. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians, who lived in Gerbal, against the Meunites. Also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread. Can you see what God wants to do for you? God wants your name to go. God wants your business to grow. God wants you to have breakthrough on every side. As far as the entrance of Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. God can do that for you. That God can make you exceedingly strong. God can increase your business. God can add more business. He can add more people. Everybody shout exceedingly strong. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate and at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them. My God, what a king. Also, he built towers in the desert. He dug many wells. For he had much livestock. May the Lord increase you. I'm speaking to those in agriculture. I'm speaking to those that are busy in all kinds of business. Both in the lowlands, in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains. And in Carmel. For he loved the soil, my God. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies. According to the number of their role as prepared by Jehel, the scribe and, the Mas- and, and Masiah, the, 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 the officer, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600. Keep going. And under the authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for, uh, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem. He invented, invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide for he was marvelously helped. Finish off the sentence with me. Until... Don't you mess around in the kingdom of God. Don't you ever believe that you don't need to keep seeking God, hearing His voice, and understanding what to do. And as long as you stay on your side doing what you need to be doing, hearing His voice and pursuing His presence and His kingdom, God will keep you strong. But you need to let go of the arrogance. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you need to hear me today. But when He was strong, His heart was lifted up. Your heart was made for the presence of God, for the word of God and the voice of God. And you can get to a place where your heart shuts down because your heart is wicked. And when your heart gets lifted up, it's to your own destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. And the priest comes and says, so Azariah the priest went in after him and with, and with him with 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It's not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you've trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. No honor. Because anytime you violate honor, God removes all the power that you are dealing with. Your house will stand still. Your home will stand still. Your life will go nowhere. 
because the house of God and when God gives you a priest is to help you as a king understand you keep honor in your heart you make it difficult for me in here watch how difficult it becomes for you out there the truth is let me tell you I'm very skilled I have an education my skill and my training is now to develop software and training to help somebody who's a little volunteer that comes to the church. We had so many volunteers yesterday. And they come into here and I can find a little girl that's there that is so young, just trying to find God. I want to be able to can sit with her and give her the software and the coding to say, my girl, if you follow God and keep your heart pure, I'm going to train you up in the things of the kingdom. Because people's lives are more important than the things I had in my work. And all the things I got. Let's get rid of this arrogance, man. That you want to serve God on your terms. You don't come in here and come and try and change things because, and you get upset because I'm correcting you. You're going to deal with that nonsense in your heart. And if I'm, if I'm telling you something that's not right, you go and ask the Lord yourself by, let Him speak to your heart. You go tonight. Because, listen to this man. Uzziah becomes furious. As a king, you're not allowed to become furious in the presence of God. You've been corrected. Now take the same correction, take it to your children and build your home so that you and your people, can, your children can live. You bring honor, man. This is honor for honor. Then Uzziah became furious and he had a sense in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, while you're angry with me, while you're angry with the church, while you're angry with the man of God, leprosy breaks out in your life. Leprosy broke out of his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord beside the incense altar. I don't know why I'm preaching this this morning. Honestly, I'm not dealing with any issue. So the good news is God's dealing with you. I'm not targeting anybody. No, it's true. What is leprosy? The inability to feel anything. So a leper can take his hand and put it in a hot stove and not feel a thing while it burns off. Leprosy makes you insensitive to the presence of God and the voice of God. You dump your arrogance and you dump your pride and you dump your anger. That's why you pray the Our Father. And wherever God leads you, you follow Him. Because His Word is our standard. God gave you a priest that I may hold a standard and keep it at a level that says, honor for honor. If you honor God's Word, God will honor you. We've got to dump the arrogance. If you're going to hear God's voice, the number one thing is to get rid of the pride. Say, God, I don't really know you. And I need to hear your voice. You don't want leprosy of the spirit. Because the arrogance around people that are leprosy, that have leprosy in the spirit, they, they serve God on their terms. I'll give when I want to. Keep it, man. God will send a dog with a lot of money in its mouth to pay for whatever. You can keep your stuff. God's begging nobody. I tell you the problem that we're having here with this generation. The Bible says honor for honor. Because Facebook has made us all friends, right? Send me a message. Hey bud, can you pray for me? Hey bud, pray for yourself. The arrogance of this generation is nauseating. Because you, you've not taught your children to honor the house of God, the word of God, and that dishonors in your own home. And when you speak, ah, it's just daddy speaking. No, man, if I'm your father, where's my honor? It's called honor for honor. You take the word of God and you make it the highest priority in your home and in your life. Because God honors his word above his name. It's principle above every personality. I don't care who you are. The volunteers heard some stuff yesterday about my relationship with Brian last year. We shared some stuff about how I told Brian, you go left and I go right. But I'm not going back home to the Lord. Come tell the Lord I couldn't fulfill the vision because Brian was in the way. No. If you can't honor the word of God, then get out of my way. 
because there's a little girl here. She was sitting up front. I kept on seeing this girl's face yesterday. And all she's come to find is like, what is this about? How can I become what God has called me? How can there be anybody in this place that will hinder that little girl from becoming? I'll give my time and my effort and my prayer for that little one if you don't want to. It's not a game. When you're praying, Our Father, Thy kingdom come. The first thing you're calling is for the purposes of God. Thy will to be done. You're telling God that come and align my life with your kingdom vision. On earth as it is in heaven, bring order into my home. Order my life. You have the right to do it because you're my father. And I will honor you. And whatever must go, must go. I don't want nothing here in my life to come outside of faith. Don't want it. Begging nobody, asking nobody. If you don't want to give, it's no, I'll pray my Father in heaven. I want that kind of relationship because you must live your life before an audience of one. And even if your wife don't want to go, the worst thing you can do as a man, rebel against God and have a praying wife. Ask Brian. God will pull him straight. Will pull him straight. Ask me. It's like, where are you going? I'm just going to pray, but they say, whoa, 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 whoa. The Bible says about men, it says, if you don't even live with your wife of understanding, the Bible says, your prayers are not answered. I got scripture for you. When you're calling for the kingdom of God to come, I'm now expecting God to speak to me. All people want to say, just, you know, just, just peace and just, you know, why? Just, just, no. What about the dysfunction that you have? What about the dysfunction and that wardrobe that must be cleaned? You can't drive with a dirty car all your life. Like Kutale, everywhere. Makeup is in here. The, the heels is the back here. It's like, it's like, what? Woo, it's quiet in this church. Oh, Jesus. Because you don't believe that when you pray, that kingdom come and bring order into my life, you don't believe that it really works. You really don't believe that God will speak to you and bring correction to your life. When he says to you, you can't speak like that, son. You can't have salt water and fresh water come from that, that mouth of yours. Now you're going to bless God on a Sunday and curse men on a Monday. He says, how can fresh and salt water come from the same opening? How? What am I doing? I've taken the word of God, made it my standard. It becomes, of, arguments in my, in my house become, it's, it's becomes, it's become so easy. Because we don't have to be, I'm right, you right, I'm wrong, you right. No. We bring out the word and say, give me scripture. It says, based upon the word of God, this is our value system. You can't do that. Oh, I'll show you. I'll hold my body from you. I got scripture for you, baby. You're messing with the wrong man. As long as you keep honor in your heart, God will prosper you. As long as the house of God remains your priority, God will increase you. Let me give you a prayer. Because for the next 21 days, we're going to bring everybody into a place of where you are going to ask the Holy Spirit into your life like never before. You're going to pray a prayer that's going to change your life completely. And for anybody that's got an ear to hear, trust me. I started praying this prayer again just in the last two days. And in two days, the correction is on levels. 
Can I give you the prayer? Pray with me. Precious Holy Spirit, you are my master mentor. You are, no, no, we're going to pray together. It's like you're not sure what we're praying. Trust me. You are my master mentor. You are my trusted teacher. I love your voice. I'm addicted to your presence. When you speak, I listen. When you instruct me, I obey. When you correct me, I change. Thank you for your assignment placed in my heart while I was in my mother's womb. Today, I am a receiver of double wisdom. Correct my course. I receive your wisdom for my assignment. Great will be my peace. Great will be my joy. Expose any deception that has been in my life. I have a passion for truth. I am a receiver of your truth. I love your voice. I am a receiver of every good thing. I receive your love. I receive your mercy. I embrace your mentorship. Today, I receive fresh wisdom for the new season that I'm entering. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Let's worship Him. Let's magnify Him. Let's entertain His presence. Let's host Him. From today, please stand to your feet. I love you, Lord. And I love your presence. I want to honor you. Your voice matters to me. Your presence and your word. My connect group, the people that I'm studying with, the people that I'm leading, the people that I'm connected with. I just want to hear you, Lord. I just want to be where you are. All dwelling in your presence. I love to be with your people. I love hearing what when you speak. Forever let me seek your face. For as long as I seek your face, I know God. Prosperity is guaranteed in my life. As long as your house is taken care of, my house will be taken care of. I love your presence, oh God. Come on, you worship him and you begin to speak to your father in heaven. Come on, you begin to open up your mouth and you begin to worship and adore him. All that I'm doing is, is unto you, God, not unto man.
let them hear you, let them hear you in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus let them hear your voice, let them hear your voice let them hear your voice, let them hear your voice your voice oh God, your voice your voice in the name of Jesus your voice, your voice, your voice pray for them with an urgency Pray that they will get direction. Pray that the wisdom of God will come. Pray that the mind of Christ will come. Pray that they will know what to do. Pray for direction. Pray for clarity. Pray, pray that they will hear the voice of the good shepherd. My sheep, hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. Glory be to Jesus. Break that right now, right now. Break the fear off from them. Break the double-mindedness. Break that intimidation. Break the lies. Break the deception. Break the perversion. Break it right now. Break it. In the name of Jesus. Break it in the name. Break it in the name. Everybody online. I break that spirit of deception. I come against the lies of the enemy. I decree and declare the truth of God's word will penetrate your heart and your mind. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Every head bowed and eye closed. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've never made him the Lord of your life. If you've never invited him into your heart. I'm letting you know where the problem is. The thing that you're looking for. God made you. And he made you with a hole. A void. That only he can fill. If you've never received him as Lord and Savior. Or once you did and you know your heart is filled with all kinds of crazy. And you want to make it right. You can repent. And ask God to come into your heart again today. If that's you this morning, lift your hand and I'll pray for you. Right now where you are and say, Pastor, I need to make right with the Lord. Where are you? Where are you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. 